Hello everyone, I'm Laura Kalugar, Senior Editor with Multi-Housing News, and you're listening to the November episode of Mission Success, Women and Multifamily, the monthly podcast series dedicated to female leaders in the multifamily industry. Scaling up property management operations comes with lots of challenges for managers. How can they implement growth without impacting the quality of the services they provide? Also, more clients usually means adding more staff, and that's hard to do without a significant financial impact. Delight Merrill, Director of Property Management at Redwood Residential, is here to reveal her solutions to all of these issues and more. Delight has nearly two decades of real estate experience in multifamily and currently oversees the day-to-day operations of Redwood's 6,000-plus unit portfolio across the United States. Welcome, Delight. Thanks so much, Laura. How has this year been for Redwood Residential so far? What are the top three words that would describe your year? 2022 has been a huge year for Redwood, um, as I would assume it has been for a lot of companies. Um, coming out of the last couple of years, we've we've had a, a, a lot of challenges thrown our way, and, and this was a big year for us. It would say absolutely transformative. We were acquired by EQT Exeter in June. Um, which is among the largest investment managers in the world. So that was really a big move for our team. And along with that, I would say that we were very deliberate in our strategy. We've been always been very thoughtful and mindful, but every decision that we've been making has been very thoughtful, including how we approach our metrics, what we're measuring, what we're looking at, how we're communicating our goals with the team. So more so than ever, I think we've really honed in on what our goals and our strategy are and the communication of that to our teams. And Mm -hmm. the other thing I would say is we've been really consistent. Execution has been primary for us this year. Just executing on things that are going to produce reliable results has been really important for us. And that repetition of those really good habits and practices that are proven to drive results that has been something that has been a big focus for us this year. So transformative and deliberate and consistent. Sounds like a pretty great year. And going forward, I know you're on a mission to to grow even further. You aim to top 25,000 units in the next five years from the 6,000 units you now have under your portfolio. How's this growth plan shaping up. There are multiple challenges out there and the multifamily industry, though it is among the most resilient ones in the face of adversity, it is not totally immune, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think you'd have to have lived under a rock the last couple of years to to not see that this landscape is riddled with challenges. You know, certainly there, um, it's given a lot of people some pause, I would say, in, in particular in the last few months. I mean, we hear about political challenges that do affect our industry, the financial markets. Um, you know, every time we turn around, we hear about gas prices or inflation, um, interest rates. So there's a lot of uncertainty out there. However, I don't feel that this has really deterred us from our plan or our path. Um, there are always going to be these times of cyclical uncertainty, if you will. And we are in a time where no one really knows what the next quarter or two quarters or year may have in front of us. But 
you know, our merger with EQT Exeter, it will allow us to reach our goals. This is a very important um, move for us. And, you know, I think um, one of those things that we've done is, you know, it's allowed us to go from our three investment officers to 12 investment, you know, nine, nine investment officers, excuse me, in 12 different locations. And so now our coverage nationwide um, has been morphing into new markets. We're able to fundraise um, in a way that's, that's new for us. And so um, it really hasn't moved our focus away from the growth. It's only um, sort of bolstered our ability to do that. So and, you know, taking all of those things into account, I think that, that one of those things that is are the time and effort that we're putting in today to moving forward on this growth plan just will simply allow us to be ready when those opportunities arise. So we can be really opportunistic when the markets change or when we see opportunities or when we're able to mine properties that come our way or portfolios that come our way that may go on the market. So we're, we're ready for that. And, you know, I think like life in, in so many ways, this, this notion of gardening, which I'm really into is when you <laughs> plant the seeds and you water them. And for some time you may not see the results, but you know, we're staying the course. We're going to continue watering the seeds, give the light and the nurturing to to those seeds and and watch them grow. So we've seen that that appro- that approach really works for us, and and we're going to continue doing that. Just weather these storms and move forward. Sounds like a really great plan. You know, I think a lot of times our our good business is just what we do in good life, <laughs> good, good life practices. <laughs> you know, it's just I mean, what can you do? You know, breathe and move through it and focus and know that with you know, certain resu- you know, certain actions are almost always going to produce the, the same results. So it's just that consistency is really key. So, you know, we're really undeterred by what's happening, mindful of what's going on, paying attention to what's going on, but we're still moving forward with best business practices. And we know that over time that's going to yield results. Uh, one of the things that um, many people worry about when a company undergoes significant growth is that it stops functioning as effectively as it did before. What can property management companies mm-hmm. do to ensure that implementing this growth does not impact the quality of their services? Yeah, that's a great question. And you know, certainly we've seen and heard complaints of of that very thing. But I think, um, you know, some of the things that we've observed that maybe have gone sideways in, in other companies is, number one, it's really important to always remain very focused on what that goal is and be cognizant of the fact that you know, without consistent and mindful approach, it's easy to fall into those traps. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think one of the things that is, is really important is for us to always look inward and to promote our team from within wherever possible. So when, when faced with a lot of growth, you're going to be promoting those community managers to regional managers. Well, we need to make sure that our assistant managers are ready 
if that's something they desire in their career path to move up. And so, you know, this past year, for example, we have put an incredible amount of focus on our assistant managers, ensuring that no matter what the the case may be, if that property manager is promoted to a regional or area manager role um, or beyond, um, that they are ready to stand in and and take over um, and walk in those shoes. That may mean you can run the gamut, maternity leaves, you know, time, time away, PTO, other leaves. It, all of those things can cause um, and, and be a need for an assistant manager to step up into that role. And we take it very seriously. So our, our assistant managers are true partners with our community managers. So that's one thing is making sure that we're ready to promote from within wherever possible. And, you know, that preserving of institutional knowledge and that cultural knowledge is really important when growth happens because a lot of what we see sometimes is, oh, it used to be this way or before we grew, we, we did this and that or, or this was provided to us and now it's gone. And I think, you know, in many, in many ways, we learn this from our residents too, is that the minute we take something away, it's upsetting to them. So we always need to try to be creative and find ways to be additive to their experience wherever, wherever possible. And I think it's the same thing when you're experiencing growth as a company. Um, you know, that quality of services that you mentioned, it's all based in customer service. So as long as we keep our eye on the ball as an employer and as an organization, this notion of, Focusing on our team, who will then in turn focus on our customer. If we're getting everything that we need to our team members and they feel confident and they know what they're doing in their job and they know why they're there every day and why they're showing up and why they're doing a service request or, or why they're renewing this lease at this rate, then we have their buy-in and they'll treat the customers in the property um, the way that we would want it to be treated. And in turn, we know what that looks like, right? So it's right. higher retention rates and, and units that if they are vacated, they're left in a respectful manner. And then, you know, word of mouth brings more people our way. So it's this really right. beautiful, virtuous cycle that when our residents are happy, then our investors are, are happy. And then it just, then we can make our team members happy by bonusing <laughs> them and giving them more. So, you know, I think it's really important to never move our eye off of the ball, in particularly when we're in growth mode. So, you know, again, investing in teams, you know, fostering their development and giving them the education, and the training, um, so that they have the tools necessary to get through that. But that, you know, when you have a team that you're promoting and when you're um, giving them the things that they need, they will, they will speak back to us and let us know what's needed. So I think it's just that communication and that listening um, that's also really important when we're in these growth phases is to stop and pause and say, you know, how did that go? What did that feel like, you know, this process that we just went through that we may have changed what do we need to do? We need to scrap it and do something different next year, or did, did that work? And um, we were having conversations um, with our regional managers just yesterday about our recent budgeting process. So it's just always that that notion of pausing and stopping and and rethinking how we're doing things and really listening to our teams. They will tell us um, where things may be broken or need some repair. <laughs> 
And one of the most important allies that property managers have is, is definitely technology. What role does technology play when mm-hmm. scaling up operations? Well, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I, I view our technology, um, those are our tech partners. It, it's not just simply, you know, tech or software that, that comes our way that we just talk into a little tool about. These are stakeholders in our business. And our technology partners truly are that. And in many cases, if we're able to give them feedback that can help them in their development of their their product, that's really important. So we try to do that where possible. And, you know, we also feel that we have a duty to, you know, support some of Mm -hmm. emerging technologies and, and make sure that we're giving them some fertile ground to beta test. And to give feedback that way, that's something that we're we're always interested in doing on a case-by-case basis. And and that's proven to be really helpful for us. It's also been a good way for us to make sure that if we are introducing new products to our teams, that it's been fully vetted, that we've got inside um, team members, particularly from the on-site teams that are excited about products and, and happy to promote them on behalf of our um, tech partners, but, you know, certainly they shape our success. Um, they help us, co- you know, serve our customer and they provide us very meaningful reporting. You know, certainly it's always up to us to to dive into that and pull apart the reporting and, and decide what we're looking at and, and how that best serves us. Um, but absolutely our, our partners in, in what we do and critical in forming uh, a successful business operation. But no matter how much you um, use technology and how much you automate operations through technology, you still need people, real people, to handle different aspects Mm -hmm. of the business. (laughs) And that may Mm -hmm. mean that you need to take on new staff to hire additional people, which will most likely take its toll on your profit margins. How do you tackle this issue? That's that's a great question, Laura. You know, there's always going to be these um, challenges when we're adjusting staff, and this is something that we look at on a consistent basis. Always pulling out the org chart and looking at the needs that need to be filled, and contemplating what isn't even on our org chart. You know, what mm-hmm. what we roles that we thought, you know, maybe we need to build this out or should we focus over here or this isn't even on our org chart. And, you know, I think that it's really important to know the question that we're answering. In our case, you know, we're really fortunate. I feel like Redwood has a, a brilliant group of folks working and they're so capable of doing a lot. And we haven't felt a lot of that impact of and, and at all of being underwater or having too much staff to handle things. And um, what we've done is we've hired highly capable team members that can come in and work in several areas and, and until we're maybe able to hone in their, their skill set into that box, if you will, that mm-hmm. was sitting mm-hmm. on the org chart. And um, so I think that, you know, quality and hiring is really important allowing people to try new things and to test out the waters as we grow, I think is also really important. Always keeping in mind that some of the team members that we may have um, across disciplines 
may be looking for other roles. And that certainly lessens that impact of bringing on new people too quickly. But Mm -hmm. certainly, um, you know, I think um, there's always going to be those inflection points and everyone is constantly in that that dance of finding this balance between supporting the team and do we have the AUM to, to fully support them at this point. But I think that, you know, really looking at the, the questions that we're trying to answer, the roles that we're filling, what those folks do, and looking in, inward really helps a lot to even um, mitigate getting to that point. And, you know, certainly layoffs are not something that anybody wants to do. Unfortunately, we've just not been in that that position. And I think with the way that Redwood thinks things through, we're not going to be in that position. Um, we always have, it's always more work <laughs> that can be done than people there are to do it in, in many cases. So Right. And you really speak very nicely about, nicely about the teams you have at Redwood Residential. Um, what type of activities do you engage your team in to, to foster collaboration between employees, to increase the team's cohesiveness and, and make it stronger, basically, so that they can better serve your residents? Oh, I, I love that you bring that up. Our teams are really, really important to us at, at Redwood. I mean, everything that we do is is people based, and um, that's that's our business. We we know that underlying all of it is is this notion that we need to increase revenue and and provide revenue streams for our investors and our and our ownership. But at the end of the day, and um, it's such a pleasure to be able to work with our teams and foster and develop them and. And a few of the things that we really love doing within Redwood, um, we have a monthly rally call. And mm-hmm. on that rally call, we let our teams know. And by the way, this is a call where it's all hands on decks. I mean, it is everyone. It's our entire maintenance team, um, everyone from the the administrative offices, everyone's on, cameras are on. Oftentimes people are, you know, dressed up or they're, you know, they're, they've decorated. It's, it's, it's really a, a, a fun thing, but, you know, we will communicate to them um, what's happening within the organization. It's really important for them to know what's going on and we will share promotions, um, transfers that have occurred. We'll let them know about um, key positions that are coming available. We'll introduce them to new teams as we acquire properties. We will share photos of wow fridges. So we often have contests within our team of, you know, who had the cleanest shop or who had <laughs> um, who had the best pumpkin, you know, that they decorated for Halloween. So that's something that we do. But I would say probably the most important part of the call, to be honest with you, it's generally 45 minutes to an hour. And that first portion of things that I just spoke with you about are are generally the first half of the call, but the second half of the call, I think, is the most important. And that is when we, the talking heads, myself or our president, go silent and we let the teams and we invite the teams to chat and talk about the things that they are loving about their job, about their team members. And it is the most uplifting and incredible you know, 20 minutes, 20 to half hour, you know, that we'll have um, 
of the month and we'll have managers that will say, you know, thanks so much to my team for doing X, Y, or Z or maintenance supers that will talk about um, something that they saw a porter do on property. It's just really incredible. So I think, you know, having that rally call is really important. We have a quarterly maintenance call that's very similar. That's just for our maintenance team. And another thing that we've done um, to foster that collaboration, I think that trust, with our teams is we've engaged in a employee survey company and um, we, we survey our teams consistently. So we're really listening to the feedback that they have for us and executing on that. And sometimes the things that we think are the most important for the teams or that will matter most to them is nowhere near what is <laughs> most important to them. So, you know, we might think, Oh, if we do this, they're going to love it. And that's, it's just not the case. They'll tell us <laughs> if we listen, um, but it's uh, you know up to us to give back to them what it is that they're looking for. So I think that that employee engagement and that um, questioning, that surveying, and that feedback, and that honest look at what we're doing um, to change policies and get back to them, I think really makes sure it really helps ensure that our our team members trust us and they trust the process. Um, another thing that we love doing, and I just got to throw this in here, is um, we love to volunteer as a group, too. So we really encourage our teams to get out and go work at the food bank or go do something for Habitat at humanity, for mm-hmm. Humanity or do that Toys for Tots drive. And, um, you know, if, if they so are inclined to get into some friendly competition with that or just, just giving back is really important. So we really do encourage that, too, so that our team members can spend some of that non-work time together and enjoy giving back to the community as well. And it seems that all of this is, is working because Redwood was among NAA's top employers this year. Why do you think yeah. multifamily <laughs> professionals want to work for Redwood? How would you describe the company's culture? First of all, thanks for, for reminding me of that. I, that was really important to us that that happened. And it, it was just really nice to know that our our teams really feel how much we care and they really do trust us. And, and I think that, you know, if you visit our website, you'll notice that there are three pillars to what we believe in, what are, what drives our values and, and, and drives our activity. And that is um, service and empathy and integrity. We are incredibly transparent with our teams. Recently we had a, a, our, actually, our last third-party management, um, we had a group that um, sold a property, and it was the only property that we were third-party managing. And the manager wanted to stay on with us so badly. We didn't have a role for her within the company at that time, although we'll look for something and, and come back <laughs> around to her again. But, you know, it, it, she called me and said, Delight, you know, I just felt that I was always treated with such dignity. You know, that that's a strong word. That's a very strong word for someone to use. And, you know, it's not something that I think about every day in terms of operating and managing a team, but it's something that I believe deep down. So I think that, you know, when you have leaders that truly love and want their team members to grow and thrive and flourish, I think that the the team feels that, Um, you know, we're really sincere and we know everyone by name, you know, we sign birthday cards by hand and we 
sign anniversary cards and we recognize the efforts that our team members put in. And, um, you know, I think that that's, that's really important um, for them. And I think that they, they see that. I can't tell you how many folks come back to Redwood, you know, if they you know, might be able to make a little bit more money, you know, we know that this job market's been really crazy lately. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. are cognizant of the fact it's really tricky to find maintenance team members. So, you know, we've had maintenance team members go down the street to make $2 more an hour and then say, you know what, I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming <laughs> back. To Redwood. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Or do you have a role? I, I want to come back. I mean, we just had someone uh, from a property that we had that, that decided to move states um, to come back to, to Redwood. So um, we see that time and time again, and we're really happy and you know, very proud of our team. And I think that they feel that. And I think that's why we find that team members gravitate toward Redwood. They want to stay with Redwood with very little turnover. And when positions come open, we have we have people looking to fill them quickly. Thank you so much for sharing all of these um, insights yeah. about the team. I would like us to focus on you a bit right now. Where do you draw your energy from? What makes you move on every day? Because overseeing the day-to-day operations of a growing multifamily portfolio must be very tiring or demanding. So where do you draw that energy you need every day? I've been really driven my entire life. I've kind of always had this little bit of inner crazy to try new things or explore, to learn new things. And, um, you know, so my my drive has just always been in me, I think. But you're absolutely right. I mean, this is a really challenging industry. It is not for the faint of heart. And um, this role in particular and the role that we have as a company and the challenge that we have to grow and it it does it it is a lot and you know and i think that what's it's really important for a lot of people to hear is that even though you know i feel like i'm someone that that has a, a an immense amount of skill and knowledge to to give i think a lot of good leaders i'd like to say that i'm a a good leader, a great leader, um, are are humble, and they may face challenges um, or times of doubt. You know, can I do this? This is a lot. What's going on? But I think that's something. You know, we always hear about that imposter syndrome, and I think a lot of people are right. afraid to talk about it because when things are new, it can be scary. And you know, I I won't say that I'm not immune to that. However. I think that that what helps me through that, so I just want to say this in case this is is beneficial or helpful to anyone else, is just knowing that I am where I am for a reason. And you, you know, audience, (laughs) are in a place where you are for a reason. And, you know, we we have so many tools and such an incredible network. People want to help people out. And, you know, sometimes it's just knowing when to ask for help. And mm-hmm. when to draw upon the um, the strengths of others, and when we're there um, to give that to to our teams and to our coworkers wherever we can, when we need that help in return, we'll get it. So you know, certainly there's a there's always a lot going on, but I think it for me, it's just knowing that I have what it takes deep down to do anything that comes my way. And to ask for help when I need it, to make sure I'm taking care of myself. And it always works out. It always works out. <laughs> and, and I would say for the most part, really beautifully. So 
Um, but I think that just knowing that acknowledging when things are tough to own it and to ask for help and trust that, that we have what it takes to get through it. And as Redwood continues to grow, um, how do you expect your role within the company to change? Can you take any more responsibility on? <laughs> That's a really good question. And one that I would say, I feel that my role is a bridge builder. And I may just be building different bridges as we continue to grow. It doesn't mean that that stops. It just is done in a different way. You know, as, as I don't really love this term, but as you kind of co- climb the corporate ladder, if you move mm-hmm. up, if you will, <laughs> you right. know, I really prefer to look at um, our teams as a wheel and maybe you have certain people that are closer to this the center of the wheel, and then you have spokes that go outward. I really prefer to look at it that way. The if, if you look at that way, the wheel just tends to grow, and you're not leaving people behind. And so as my role expands, as, as Redwood Residential expands, I just look at the, the sphere of influence growing, and I just need to continue doing what I'm doing every day. You know, titles, come and go and they change, but I don't focus on that. I focus on what my core responsibility is. I, I hope that answers your question. Um, <laughs> it does. And yeah. and you've been doing okay. this. I mean, helping others, um, helping your teams for, for so much time now. Um, do you have a message for, for women in the multifamily industry working so hard to advance their careers in this still male-dominated industry, let's say? It is. It is. I think if we, and it's um, not a secret, if we were to go and, and look at the boards or look at the the websites of, of many of the, the players in, in the field, we'll, we'll see a lot of um, a lot of men there. And it, so it definitely is male-dominated. However, there's a place for and a need for everyone at the table. So what I would say to women in multifamily that are working really hard and want to advance their career, I'd say try everything. Try everything. If there's a need that you can see, go and fill it and get creative. Think about how you can drive value for your organization. Um, and certainly if you have questions, call me. <laughs> I'm happy to mentor or chat with anyone about how to do that or how to, how to you know, look for those ways to drive value. But, um, you know, being fearless and doing know what you know to be absolutely right and true for you, I think, is really important. And, you know, a, a lot of the things I've actually just said are a lot of doing, doing, doing. But I also think it's really important to rest when you need to rest. Right. Take your time. Recognize that. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. If things are getting, if if there's a lot going on, or you need to take a break, whether it's in the middle of the day or take pause in having the pedal to the metal, it's okay to pause and rethink things and to reorganize your your thoughts and your actions. And the other thing that I would say is that we really need to support other women and men. In our in our in our field, it's really important. But I think championing other women is really important. I've had a lot of really incredible role models um, that have helped me and and that have shown me how I can be, 
you know, it, I've, I've chosen to be married. I've chosen to have a, a little child. And so, you know, how I've, I've had really great role models to show me how to balance that and how to set my priorities. And that's been really important for me. So I think it's always really important to give back, to treat others and act in a way that fosters that system of equality, I think will will help. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to be part of the series. This was a really great conversation. Well, Laura, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you reaching out and thank you so much for all the, the work you do. Thank you everyone for listening and don't forget to visit multihousingnews.com for the latest news, trend stories and podcasts. Mm-hmm.